Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. <clears throat> Welcome to another evening of Bible study. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, we are in 1 Thessalonians <clears throat> chapter 4. We will be in the entire uh, chapter of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Um, it has a, a lot of a lot of a lot of meat in there, so we will uh, try to do our best to make it through. Uh, but <clears throat> that's what we'll be looking at tonight. Um, uh, in a way of the announcements, we will continue with, and we have been blessed with um, afternoon Wednesday afternoon devotion, and so our Lenten devotion on Wednesdays at noon, and we go from noon to about 12, 15, 12, 20, and we just invite each of you, if you have an opportunity, to join for a time of devotional and then a time of prayer. And it was a, a blessing again today just to be in fellowship one with the other during this Lenten season as we focus on our journey towards the cross, which every day we are journey, journeying, focusing our eyes on Jesus. So um, we just thank the Lord for the opportunity that we do have to fellowship together. Let's, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for another night. Thank you for an opportunity to study your word. We want to be workmen, uh, people of faith, that we don't need to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. And so, Father, we thank you again for this opportunity. And as we study tonight, Lord, may you open up our eyes for a new revelation or to put into practice those things uh, that you've already given us. But Lord, we thank you and we receive it with joy and gladness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we're going to continue our study. And as <clears throat> I mentioned that uh, last week, we've seen uh, a theme that has come up over and over again, the day of the Lord, the wrath of the Lord, and also the return or the coming again of the Lord. And in this particular chapter, that will be prominent, the return of the Lord. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read. Uh, this is tonight reading from the New King James Version of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor not in passion and lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God who has also given us his Holy Spirit. Verse nine, concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. 
and indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. <clears throat> I'm actually going to stop there because that's the, what I'll call the first section. Um, so we'll look at verses 1 through 12, and then we'll move on to verses 13 through 18. So we've read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. And as I mentioned uh, in the beginning, the return of Christ figures prominently in the letter to the Thessalonians. And uh, we'll get to that detail when we get down to chapter, I mean, rather verse 13. But before we get there, um, Paul is doing what he has done in so many of his letters. So just kind of as a reminder. So when we went through Ephesians, the first around four chapters of Ephesians were what I would call the theological, the teaching portion. And then by the time you get to um, actually from four through six is the kind of the practical living element. So this is a shortened version of that when we get to this part of chapter four, because he begins with living to please the Lord. And if I were to do a survey, I pray that I would get a hundred percent response. If I were to ask of all who are listening tonight, how many of you want to live to please the Lord? And so I will answer for you from that um, poll. And I look at the numbers are coming in 100%. So that's good. We're all on one accord that everyone here on this call wants to live to please the Lord. Otherwise, uh, you may not have wanted to be in this Bible study and prayer tonight. Um, because you're seeking to grow in, in, in the Lord and to be part of the fellowship that you can uh, prosper in the Lord. So you want to live to please the Lord. So that's how he begins. So in other matters, and they did all, did all those weightier matters. Now, here's how I want you to think about how to live to please the Lord. <clears throat> Secondly, this is another, another survey. How many of you, um, this is uh, another survey saying, how many of you want to do the will of the Lord? And again, I see the numbers coming in. And once again, it's 100%. So that's good. We're on the same thing. So what Amen. does he say is God's will in this passage? What is God's will? Verse three, come on now. What is God's will? That you should be sanctified. There, there it is. <clears throat> so there's not, a, there's not much mystery when it comes to, I want to do the will of God. Now there are some, what I'll call some specifics of the will of God in terms of vocation and those kind of areas in our life. But as a believer, 
the will of God and our desires to please him. And the first thing that Paul mentions is God's will is that you be what? Sanctified. 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 Um, I'm going to ask somebody to silence. There's a lot of noise in the background. If I could ask you to silence your mic. I'm getting picking up a lot. Of, thank you. Um, and so God's will is that you be sanctified. Um, <clears throat> now, I, before I continue. So when I ask you to silence your, your mic, that does not mean that you cannot chime in later <laughs> and speak. It's just I'm picking up a lot of uh, a background. I'm sure others are hearing it as well. So God's will is that you be sanctified. And so we'll start off with what our understanding of what it means to be sanctified, um, because there's a lot of uh, thoughts um, that go along with that, but it's, it's fairly straightforward. And whether you look at it from an Old Testament standpoint or even a New Testament standpoint, it's very similar. So when we hear the term to be, God wants us to be sanctified, what is your understanding of what it means to be sanctified? To be set apart and live a holy life. Okay, you hit, you hit it right in the bullseye. So the first one is set apart. Do you not know or do we not understand that we as people of God have been set apart? As a matter of fact, that word, the base of that word, uh, sanctification has the same base as holy. And what Paul says in many, the beginning of his letter, he says to the saints that are in or to the holy ones that are in or you could say to the sanctified ones. And so we can look at ourselves and say that we are the sanctified ones. We are the set apart ones. We are the holy ones. And how did that happen? Lest we take any credit for ourselves. How did that happen? How were we set apart? blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Now, I want us to, uh, I was having a conversation the other day, and sometimes we use language that may be foreign for us who are believers, saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. When you say the blood of Jesus, whoo, yeah, we know what that means. But for somebody that may not understand, what? The blood of Jesus, what what does that what what's that all about? Christ died. Christ died for the remission of our sins. Okay. So one, Christ died. And rose again. He rose again. And tell me again about this blood part. He shed his blood on Calvary. Okay, shed his blood on Calvary. But use the word. Crucifixion. Okay, no, I think you used the word remission. I did. Yeah, see, all those words are, are just so great. We, we know them as saved, sanctified, and the Holy Ghost-filled people. But the blood of Jesus. Restored our relationship with God. Okay. His so this is what God required. God required blood sacrifice. 
And he said in the Old Testament, and it continues, that life is in the blood. And so when Jesus shed his blood, he, that means he gave his life. Right. And God received that as a pleasing sacrifice because somebody had to pay the penalty of sin. Because we know some things about God. God is holy. God is just. And he will not let sin go unpunished. So the shedding of his blood, the spilling out <clears throat> of his blood was for the, and I'll go back to that word, remission, or for the taking away of the sin. And that's what was required by God. And that's what happened to Jesus on the cross. So when we came to come, when we came to know Jesus, then Jesus, we have been saved. And that's another one of those powerful words. I'm saved. Saved from what? Sin. Man. All these great words that I don't want us to throw out and try to get rid of. I just want to make sure that we understand because there are others when we are witnesses and, and we prayed earlier that we want people to come to know Jesus. And so some of our, when we're speaking, using our terminology, we need to let people know that God loves us. He gave his son Jesus to die for our sins. We we are alienated from God. We were alienated from God. And the only way that we can be restored to have a right relationship is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so that's the power of the blood. And, and after that, we were set apart. We were set apart. And I will say kind of two things. We were set apart from and we were set apart for. The set apart from is set apart from what? Sin. 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 What will be set apart for? To, and to worship and to worship, serve, to serve, and, uh, to worship, to work, to yeah. witness. Mm. Those are what God has set us apart for. We have not just been put on the shelf. We're set apart and we're holy. Great. But we've been set apart for his work. To be, can I say it? To be salt and to be light. So that's what we were set apart for. Yeah. So living to please the Lord. Again, we said Everybody on board said, yes, I want to do that. How many here want to do the will of God? Yes. And part of that is to understand that we were set apart from or what we would also term the things that I used to do. I don't do no more. That's part of the set apart from, but we're also set apart for. Set apart for, and that's to do the work of the kingdom of God. So that's one thing there. Who? So you want to live up the please? Go ahead. Sometimes I, I know that I'm set apart, um, but sometimes you walk into situations where the people are not that way. And um, I witnessed something today and I had to pray for, for someone because she was not a part. And I could tell, you could feel through her mannerisms and everything. And I, I had to pray with her because she was just totally, I don't know, 
she was hurting. And I had to pray with her. And sometimes even though you are filled with the Holy Ghost and Spirit and the blood of Jesus, sometimes people are not. And you walk into situations and you have to let the Holy Spirit use you. Like I had to do tonight. Mm-hmm. You know why I'm clapping? Because you just encapsulated what I was trying to convey. We were set apart from, and now that we have this new life, we are also set apart for. And so what we set apart for is to witness or to pray with somebody or to minister. So what you just said, just verified or was what I'll call, you testified to this very thing of uh, Sister Bonnie living the life to please the Lord by getting engaged in praying for somebody because you are sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And sometimes it may not, <clears throat> for some times we do things and it may not seem like much, but we know the story. We, don't, <laughs> we know that when God takes something that may seem little, he knows how to multiply it. So Amen. praise be to God. Amen. Now we're going to get into a little bit weightier issue because that's only the first part. Um, that was the first, that was just verse <clears throat> three. Amen. I was only the, that was only three A. Mm-hmm. Part of the sanctification, I kind of elaborated it on, elaborated on it that to be set apart from, set apart for. Um, and the part of that is to, verse 3b, that you should abstain from? Fornication. Fornication. Another one of those good King James mm-hmm. words. <laughs> from sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. Wow. If you are familiar with reading through any of Paul's letters, this issue of sexual immorality comes up very often. Uh It's real. And it manifests itself in a variety of ways. And so let's first go back to where they were in terms of that particular society because they were again set apart from set apart for but there were also the what they were called temple uh prostitutes and the promiscuous living the the free almost the free interchange um and so that was going on so they were involved in sexual relationships outside of marriage uh, et cetera, et cetera. That was back then. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, hey, wait a minute. That, that, that was back then. That was in uh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, if you say so. But so, because so, everybody says that the word of God is not, it's old, it's irrelevant. Oh, uh, but no. I think, I think, this word still speaks today to us now. Today, yes, yeah. it does. Okay, There's so anybody who says, 
I'm sorry, say that, say that again. There's nothing new under the sun. I'm going to say All that. All we got to do is put our name in them old, old Testament people. <laughs> so again, so that's, I wanted to bring that up because sometimes we don't like to talk about this, but I just want to spend a little bit on it because he goes into pretty um, good detail here. Um, so he talks about avoid sexual immorality and he gives yeah. some examples that to control his, and it's, it has a male-centric language, so I'll stick with that, um, but it applies across the board, that is to control his own body. And mm -hmm. if you have a footnote in some of the Bible, it's some of the Bibles that will say to live with your own wife. And so it can be translated either way. So if you mm -hmm. see that footnote, that's what they're talking about, but it is about living under control in that relationship. So in, in a way, it's talking about the sanctity of the marital relationship to control your own body, not living, and later we'll get to that in just a moment, um, but to that it, it talks about the sanctity of the marital relationship and that sex is within the bond of marriage. marriage. So that he's trying to convey that uh, to them, control his own body, right. uh, that not to give way. And this is where he goes right to the next part, where he warns against pagan-like behaviors. And that's where I talked about the free interchange. I'm trying to keep this as PG-13 as I can. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> warning against pagan-like behaviors. Um, and it basically said not giving over to lust. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, we just, we talk about this in terms of, and, and I use the, the example of temple prostitutes, but sexual immorality uh, is very pervasive and it, and it manifests itself in many ways today because, not just because, that the, the internet can be a vehicle um, that can be very enticing uh, to draw individuals, people into uh, sexually immoral relationships. And that is not just for relationships, but thoughts like pornography. Um, so pornography can be very um, enticing and it may just start with, um, out, you know, just like the other day, I'm looking at um, something in the, the new Sports Illustrated models come on. So it can start with just the simple thought. And if you pursue that, for some people, it can go lead them down a trail. And this is just on the internet, not something I was looking for, but then we have a choice and how far we will follow that. So that could be an entryway. So that's one. So we have to be very careful and what we allow ourselves to be exposed to because that can um, lead us down roads so that we enter into sexual, Im sexual immorality through pornography. That's one. There are Pastor, a lot of, go um, ahead. I'm, I'm just gonna add television. And, and, you know, it used to be clean, but, but television now can become um, uh, an entrapment for some people because everything, commercials and everything now is sort of has a sexual orientation to it. Yeah, and so 
Just yeah. be specific, soap operas as well. Yeah, and, all, and all of those, all of those, all those mediums, movies. especially um, you know the audio visual, you know that those are can be. And I don't want to look at and say don't watch television or anything like that. It's it's just that we just have to be on our guard uh, because that can lead down roads um, that you know, can be very dangerous. And, and I'll get back to your, your comment in just a moment, but I, I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure I don't miss this. And that is, I still want to stay on the internet because there are a lot of people that engage with, uh, they may not know the person that they're interacting with. That person can be way across the world, mm-hmm. but that they're developing an emotional, intimate relationship with somebody other than their spouse and so people have to be on guard against these what i'll call these internet uh relationships that can lead to emotional well i'm not doing anything there was no emotional adultery Um, so there there's some things that i just want to make sure that um i share with us but sometimes we may just need to have the ammunition or information so we can counsel others who may be falling prey to this and they're wondering why they're struggling with their wanting to live to please the Lord or uh, how do I know the will of God? Well, this may, this may be an area that is hindering uh, a person from really walking and pleasing the Lord. And it's important enough that Paul jumps right into that because of one, because of uh, the culture. So I'm sorry, I had cut somebody off before. Okay. Uh, A pastor. Go ahead. Because we in human nature and what happened at creation that God made us to have a natural attraction one of the we don't have to really look so far as the internet and 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 media in terms of of falling in these kinds of traps but we have to i can say very simply for me i have to watch myself when i go to the mall especially walmart you gotta watch yourself for the mall you don't have to really go to media because nowadays the way that uh Folk will dress and present themselves, and 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 my my godfather Bishop Forbes used to say, the important thing is to keep your mind on the Lord, because the Word of God says, if you want to be kept in perfect peace, for those who keep their mind on the Lord, and uh, my godfather Bishop Forbes used to say that if you if you don't keep your mind on the Lord, you just might lose it. <laughs> so he wants us to keep our minds on the Lord, and you got to keep your mind Amen. because when you, when when we we were <clears throat> the way they were dressed on that cold winter day, dressed with hardly nothing on, the young ladies are walking around in North Hills Mall. I told my granddaughter, and she just broke out laughing. She's eight years old. I said, I don't care if the temperature is a hundred degrees. I better not never see you dressed like that. <laughs> and she broke out laughing. So we have to keep our minds fixed on the Lord. Amen. 
And that, ha that has to be done especially in that category, but all other categories, our minds should be fixed on the Lord. Yeah, and I don't want to get too far into that. I just want to make sure that we don't, um, that that's why it said earlier, to control his own body. And yeah. so it starts with us. Yes, there are external factors that may trigger some things, but I want to make sure that we don't blame others for no. No, any of our, our, our actions. So I want to make yeah. sure that we have that, that balance because we, we have to take ownership of even if we see something, um, as they say, avoid either the second look or yeah. <laughs> avoid the prolonged first look. So, and, and for some people, it may not be a visual thing. Um, so that's just one area that I mentioned, um, but I wanna move on from that because he goes next um, to heed the warnings because this is, this is so, well, before I get to that, it says, do not wrong or take advantage of a brother or a sister. So evidently that this was going on even among believers and there was hurting one another. And so he's warning not only those on the outside, he's also warning the household of faith. And Amen. those who, uh, as he says later, uh, those who reject this uh, are not, and you're rejecting God. You're fighting against the Holy Spirit if you do not heed these warnings. So again, we're separated from, separated for, and in this particular area, which he's addressing, evidently it was a big issue. And as we uh, identified, I, I was kind of jokingly talking about that it was only back then, but mm -hmm. currently we know that it is still an issue that we have to stand uh, on guard for. But it doesn't stop there. He, he, he shifts to uh, verse nine. Uh, let me read verse nine again. So before I go into verse nine, I'll read verse eight. Therefore, he who rejects this, as I started saying, does not reject man, but God who has given us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you want to know how to live for the Lord? You want to know the will of God? He has given us his Holy Spirit to empower us so that we can walk in victory. So it is not on our own might. He has equipped us to walk in victory, to live to please the Lord, and to uh, be, be sanctified, set apart for the glory of God. Verse 9. This is, this is some good stuff. So mm -hmm. from 9 um, on down. But concerning brotherly love. So what does it say about brotherly love? We don't need to, to write to you about this, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. Okay. So I want you to just remember back in chapter one, just for a moment. Remember, they were commended for their faith, their hope, and their love. love. And so, again, he is... Uh, really encouraging them. So he started off with this heavy weight of uh, sexual immorality. Now he's bringing them back to 
But y'all are doing good. You all are loving one another. They are being commended for the love that, again, is reaching throughout Macedonia. Macedonia. Mm -hmm. So not just Thessalonica. So it was going across uh, Wake County, Johnston County. It was, it was spreading abroad that others knew about how they were uh, living their life for the glory of God. And basically he says, just keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Because you Matter of fact, he said, does do more and more. Yes. Keep, well, yep. keep doing what you're doing. And as you said, keep doing more and more. Keep growing in this area. You're doing so, so well. So keep it up. Um, <clears throat> but then this next part, verse 11. Can somebody read verse 11, please? That you also aspire to lead a quiet life to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Okay, stop right there. This is kind of an interesting verse. So make it your, what? Ambition. Ambitions, yeah. Make it, so this just should be something that you are pursuing. This is something you should be chasing after. And what is it that he encourages them to chase after? Make it your ambition to... Mind your own business. I wanted to get to that part too, but the first part is lead a quiet life. Life, yes. Right. <laughs> It's life is messy. Life is messy enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amen. Make it your ambition, as it says in in Hebrews. Yes, to live at peace with all men, mm -hmm. and without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So make it your ambition to mm -hmm. not get involved in all kind of messiness. Mm -hmm. You know, simplicity. Uh, it is there's no need to just be part of any mess. So that's one. Then <laughs> the next part. It says what? Mind your own business. business. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. Kind of harsh words. But I want to make sure that uh, oh we don't ab abuse this this phrase because sometimes <laughs> we'll say it kind of mean why don't you just mind your own business <laughs> so I, don't, I don't think paul is saying saying it quite like that um but he is saying um you need to be concerned first of all with yourselves and how you are living your life take mm -hmm. care of yourselves that's right and the next part is, can you read the next part of that, that verse again? And to work with your own hands okay. as we commanded you. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's what many believe was happening in um, Thessalonica. And this will lead to, and we won't get to verse 13 today, but this will, this will lead to the next section. Um, because it seems that, 
And remember, we talked about the theme that the return of the Lord, the day of the Lord. So many that many believe that in, in Thessalonica, they were thinking that the Lord's return was imminent. That means he was coming at any moment because he rose from the dead. He said he's coming back again. And, and, and that's why also many believe that maybe the letter to Thessalonians was one of the earliest letters, earliest of Paul's letters. So there was this sense that Jesus is coming back again at any moment. And maybe some had gotten to the point where they said, well, we don't even have to work. Mm -hmm. Why invest myself in work if the Lord is coming mm -hmm. back at any moment? So rather than being productive, they were just kind of <laughs> hanging out, kind of waiting, waiting around because at any moment, Jesus was going to crack the sky. <laughs> and so they were depending upon others. And, and I'll use the word mooching. They were mooching off of one another rather than being a productive part of the community they were so mindful of the return of the Lord that they were not being productive. Now, for, for some people would say, well, maybe because they were so heavenly minded, they were no earthly good. Have you ever heard that expression? Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Well, in, in all honesty, if you're, if you're really heavenly minded, you're gonna wanna do the will of God. If you're really heavenly mm -hmm. minded, you're gonna serve the Lord. So mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not really a big fan. I know what they're trying to say. Uh, just that when you're heavenly minded, you're thinking about the things of God. And that mm -hmm. is to build the kingdom of God. But regardless, they, were, they had gotten to the point where they felt that, hey, Jesus is coming back. So they were getting involved in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. They were being what I would call enmeshed to the point mm -hmm. that they were... They were uh, overstepping bounds. They, boundaries seemed to have been gone. Mm -hmm. And it became to be messy. Why he started out with, look, make it your ambition mm -hmm. to lead a quiet life. There's no need for all this confusion, but be productive. Uh, mm -hmm. someone, could someone turn to Luke chapter 19, verse 13? 19 Luke 19 13 and when you have it please read it hope that's the right verse and he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them occupy till I come there it is there it is so he's given them gifts, talent, and abilities. And what does he tell them to do? Occupy. Does he tell them to, to sit around. That's right. Because I'm, I'm going to be coming back. He says to do what? Occupy or get busy. Mind your own business. Do what you need to do until I come back again. Occupy. In other words, being productive until I come back. And you're familiar with the rest of, of that story of the pounds or the talents. Mm -hmm. um, 
But when you do this, what's the result? Look at verse 12 of this passage, 1 Thessalonians 4.12. That you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Okay. So basically to those who are outside, what are you talking about? To the unbelievers. Yes. So when you are living the kind of life, being sanctified, being set apart, living this, this life that is being, you're being productive, you are going to have, and course loving one another you are going to have an impact on those on the outside and that way as we have read over and over again in Matthew 5 that they will see your good works and glorify your father which, which is, is in heaven so you we have an impact on others when we are loving one another when we are serving one another when we are doing the will of God when as Sister Bonnie mentioned earlier, as we are praying for folks that may have a need, when we are serving, then we have an impact on others. So it's about being industrious. And it says not to be dependent on anybody, or as it said in the uh, Message Bible, not sponging off your friends, and I use the word mooching, uh, sponging <laughs> off your friends, don't be, uh, another word, don't be a pariah. Don't go around <laughs> causing mess. Do everything that we can to be a contributing member of the community rather than one who takes and is in everybody else's business. business. Amen. So this is what Paul is saying just in this first section from verse... 1 through 12. This has a, a, a quick recap. You want to live to please the Lord? And from the survey, I got 100% back. You want to do the will of the Lord? 100% said, or in my own imagination anyway, said, <laughs> said, said yes. And, and how we do that is when we conduct our lives, we do it so that we are God honoring in our relationships with one another and guarding our heart in terms of sexual immorality and be aware of where that can lead us and, and be busy about doing the work of okay. the kingdom. I, I believe it's the, what is it? The idols, idle hands are a- Devil's workshop. Devil's workshop. Okay, so I, I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure if that's in the scripture. <laughs> But it certainly is a truism that, you know, when we uh, when we just hang around doing nothing, that's when idleness can can get us into trouble. But when we're Amen. doing the work and, and, and when I, I and I always have to balance, I'm not saying that we just work to just keep busy. We're working, doing God honoring things to build up the kingdom of God, walking in the will of the Lord to please the Lord um, and being a, a, a productive a member of the community of faith. And that indeed is God honoring. So that's how mm -hmm. we live to please the Lord. And when we get into the next section, it's actually going to be uh, this, this end section of verses 13 through 18. 
Um, and the first, let me turn to it real quick. First half of chapter five. So verses one through 11 are kind of uh, associated uh, together. So Lord willing, when we look next week, we will complete chapter four and Lord willing will perhaps complete chapter five because the last part of chapter five is kind of the farewell wrapping it up. So we'll see how far we get, but um, it's exciting about this next part because it's about, now it gets into the, the part about, you all been talking about the return of the Lord over and over again. So let me break it down for you. Yes, we'll start with that next week. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, I said we'll start with that next week. I should add Lord, Lord willing, um, because if he, comes, <laughs> if he comes back, if he comes back uh, before next Wednesday, I'll, I will not be here for Bible study. I'll just let you know. <laughs> Just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, but next week we will talk about the uh, return of the Lord in greater detail and pick up from verse 13. I, I hope you read uh, 13 and 14 to find out where you're going to be. That's right. That's why I say. We'll, we'll... <laughs> we'll see you in the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> y'all too much. Y'all too much. I definitely don't want to Amen. I want you setting idle, you know, you know, so you know. Amen. Um, let me see. Well, I good word. We have um I know we have a few visitors and um some of the I some I know and some I don't. I know we have Techno P904 visiting us from from where? Are you still on Techno P904? He's muted. Okay. Well, from what I understand, he is coming all the way from one of the African nations. So we praise, praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. You're yeah. being with us. Welcome. And, and of course, as always, Brother Christmas. There he is. Hey. Yep. <laughs> there he is. God bless you. So good to have Amen. you um, on, on board this evening. So yes. God be the glory. Um, let's let's close in, in prayer. I will I will close us out tonight. Uh, please remember, as we are, are praying, there's a few in our, our body who uh, we already mentioned, Mr. Christmas, but also Sister Joyner. We could lift her up in, in prayer. Amen. Um, so there, and there are many others. I know we often uh, refer to the sick and shutting uh, list um, that we uh, have every, every week. So remember those that are sick and, and shut in. Um, and you know, there's a, there's there's a lot going on in our world, and of course, we pray for um, those that are in Ukraine as well as we pray for um, those in Russia. Um, so um, sometimes we only pray on one side, but God God has to to work the whole thing out. Um, and so we we are praying 
and of course our own national uh, leaders and those that are in uh, positions of power across Europe and just various places that you know God is in control. Um, so let's continue to keep those in prayer. So are, are there any other prayer requests that we have or even praise reports this evening? I want to pray for the Cox family. Um, they had a family member pass away, and they have been in my life for years. They treated me as one of the brothers, so I was supposed to be the oldest brother. So one of them, uh, the members passed away. So and what was what was the name again? Cox C O X. Okay. Thank you. Uh -huh. As I went, I went to the doctor yesterday, and uh, I, he, I was doing well, the nurses were saying. They didn't bother hollering to check me at all. I said, y'all need to check all my functions. But I was kicking up so high, she just went on and got my shot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good news. And look, Pastor, you talked about minding your own business. I had to tell a few folk at the help center. What's it to you? Pastor, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to just thank everyone for your prayers, Robert. And uh, I thank, um, thank God that he is showing improvement. However, you know, there are some issues that still linger and uh, he'll be going for some um, tests. And this week, and we ask for your prayers that the Lord will... See him through it. We know he will, but we just in faith ask God to walk with him through that. Amen. Yes. I want to lift up uh, JB. He went yesterday for some testing on his foot and just um, just keep him lifted up. He's he's fine. He did have dialysis today. He's doing um, uh, well, but uh, there's a, a problem with that foot. So we're just praying that the Lord will work that out. Amen. Speaking of feet, I have a friend, his name is Lee Weaver. He's joined the men's class a couple of times. He's had uh, toes amputated, big toes <laughs> amputated, and he's having a problem with his other foot now. And he went to the doctor and the doctor gave him a shot and then it swole. Uh, beyond his his um, well, what we would consider swollen, and uh, he okay. he asked me uh, when I talked to him today in prayer. So I, I I appreciate if we would pray for the Lee Weaver. He's in a, uh, one of my neighbors. Mm. And Pastor, I also like to lift our dear brother Butch uh, in prayer. Um, we thank him for working out some situations uh, as a veteran, and we know that there's still things that need to be done. We also ask for prayer as he prepares for tests um, next week. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this, for this night, for this opportunity to come before you as your people, to 
study together, um, experience the joy of the Lord, to hunger and thirst after more of you. And so, Father, we ask you to continue to fill us that not only we will uh, take it in, but Lord, help us to act on the things that we need to act on, that we will be refined and um, made more pure and continue to be sanctified and set apart for your honor and for your glory. Father, not only for those in this study, but we pray for the Christian Faith Baptist Church family, that Lord, we would be about your business, that Mm -hmm. we would be the salt and the light you've called us to be, Mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus, that we can have an impact on others as they see us loving one another and serving you in spirit and in truth. Father, we pray for our, our nation, Uh, for all of our elected leaders, whether it's on the city, state, uh, or national level, that we might live in peace. Give them Mm -hmm. wisdom and discernment in all areas that uh, the needs of the various communities will be met. We pray, oh God, for those uh, international leaders. And you know very well what is going on in Russia, Ukraine, In other places in the European uh, theater, we just pray, pray, oh Lord, that you would uh, have your way. We've seen many of the of the the pictures uh, on video and our news, and so Lord, we pray for all those families who are victimized, who are um, just trying to survive. So we pray, Lord, for peace that only comes from you, and we pray that the nations will do what they can to help to promote peace. But not only in Russia and Ukraine, but various parts of the world that don't get the the news feed, but Lord, that are struggling uh, with civil unrest and Mm -hmm. uncertainty and poverty and uh, all those things that are going on around the world. And Lord, help help us, Lord, to be aware and to pray and to petition and do what we can uh, to be part of the solution. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all of the um, prayer concerns that were raised, for those with health issues, those that have um, have health issues and had some good reports, Mm -hmm. and those who've had health health issues and still face challenges. No matter what, you are with them. So, Lord, we pray for those that are going through some specific issues with uh, maybe circulatory issues, some with (coughs) cancer issues and just the various ones that you know very well. We pray, Lord, for the physicians and those that you have provided to provide what is needed. And we just thank you, Lord, in advance. Thank you, Lord, that you provide for every one of our needs according to Lord's riches in Jesus. Sometimes we don't talk about the financial struggles that maybe (laughs) some of us have, but Lord, we ask Mm -hmm. that you would meet that need right now in the yeah, name in the name of Jesus. You would be glorified. You 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 heard and you hear the prayer yes. and the cry of your people. Yes. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, somehow you would work it out for your glory. And yes. Lord, where you are calling us to be a part of the solution, Lord, help yes. us to say yes to your will and yes to your yes. will. Yes. Father, we pray all these things and we give you glory, honor, and praise with thanksgiving. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, good Amen. evening to you, everyone. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Bless you. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Robert. Yes. The present man. How you doing, Mr. Trip? Hi, brother Techno. All right. Amen. Amen. Good night, Robert. Present. I'm present. Nice to know. Hey, Vita Vita. Good night, brother Everett. I'll be praying for you. Deborah, Robert. I'm Good. Good night. Nice to see you, Mr. Christmas. Good night. And Brother Techno, P904, I'm sorry that, that you couldn't come off mute, but it's nice to have you with us. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I think that's the brother from Africa, Pastor Dollars. Yes, yes. Yeah. We're going oh, international right. now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, You're on mute. We can't hear you, sir. God bless night. you. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good good night. Good. See you later, uh, uh, OG. <laughs> good night, OG. That's, that's, that's something we know about. <laughs> I like again, Papa. Oh, okay. Must be his granddaughter. Can see everybody still hanging out. Okay. I'll tell about the clock. We saw you on, brother. Isaac. There it is. Okay. It, brother I Isaac. It. Yes, that's, I see the note from uh, Sister Clark. Okay. God bless you, brother Isaac. From Zambia. God is good. God is good. All right, I'm signing off. God bless everyone. God bless.